You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What's up? This is Hawk Talk, the recap edition. This is your host, Michael Bumpus, along with Nasa Chobie. The Hawks fall to the 49ers 26-21 and literally lost by inches. This is a game of inches. But before we get into all the other stuff, we're bringing on Big Ray Roberts. How you doing, Ray? I'm all right, Big Doe. How about you? You know, I'm doing all right. You know, I'm, I hope that the 12s feel the way that I feel because uh, I was proud of that football team last night. What were your feelings? Yeah, you know, I, you know, even driving home last night and waking up this morning, I looked up and you know what? The sky wasn't falling. You know what I'm saying? And so it was like I felt, I felt pretty pleased with, with where we are. Obviously, you know, you never want to win games you, and, you, and you want to you play the game to win them, as Hermed would famously said. But uh, but the team uh, has some stuff to build on coming out of that game and like you know the second half, three long, uh, double digit plays, uh, you know sixty seventy yard drives for touchdowns, and then the end of game on the fourth drive, just inches away from from beating a Super Bowl a legitimate Super Bowl uh, uh, participant team for the second time and so. Uh, I feel good about the the offense coming out of there. Obviously, on defense, uh, it'd be nice uh, to show up some of the tackling. There's a few times where we had a runner, you know, and you know, with, in a in a, a space to be tackled in the backfield, and and the, and they got away from it. So uh, tightening up some of those things, uh, I think, uh, will make me feel a little bit better. But I feel great, just like uh, uh, Russell Wilson said at the at the end of the his press conference. It's a new season. We we reset the records now. This is this is the second season of the of the of the football schedule, and so I feel good about where we are. I feel good about what we can do on the road, and and I feel good about the matchups that we have. So coming into this week, this game, all the hype was surrounded around Marshawn Lynch. What did you see out of him? How did he look to you? You know what? Like before the game started, I wrote down about what I thought uh, the running game would produce uh, today, uh, yesterday, and. To the, for the most part, you know, I, I thought that there would be between – I thought Turbin would get some run, but between the three ball carries, I thought there would be about 25 carries for about 110 yards and two touchdowns. And so they ended up including Russell in, instead of Turbin with, a, I think, 30 carries for, uh, you know, 126 yards and a touchdown. So uh, for what Marshawn brought to the table, I thought he'd have 10 or 12 carries. I think he had right at 12 carries. Uh, and, and he did what I thought he would do. I mean, you know, maybe 40 or so yards had a couple plays where, you know, it, you know, he looked explosive and he, and he got be, you know, to the second level to dive over the top for the touchdown was like classic, you know, Marshawn Lynch to bring some, some excitement, uh, to the stadium. So I, I felt like for what they were expecting him to do and what you could honestly expect him to do after being out of football for a year or, or so and, and then coming in and being prepared for one week, I, I was really pleased with what he brought to the table. I was as well. Now, Marshawn Lynch was the headliner, but the opening act was Travis Homer. Um, what did you see out of the youngster in his first start in the NFL? Well, the one thing I liked is that they showed confidence in him. I, I know you know some people were tweeting out, and even including Doug Baldwin, that 
you know, that, that the Seahawks missed an opportunity to, to start the game out by handing the ball to Marshawn Lynch. And to me, they gained uh, an opportunity by starting the game out with Homer to, to show him some confidence and, 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 you know, reward him for the work that he's put in. And so for a fourth string court running back who hadn't had, had limited carries all year long, uh, to come in and have, uh, 10 carries for 62 yards, five targets in the passing game, five catches for 30 yards. Man, you couldn't have asked for anything more than that, you know, and, and, uh, maybe even down the stretch there in that, in that last drive inside the red zone, maybe he could have gotten the ball another one or two times. But, uh, I was really pleased with the, the running game altogether. I mean, there was, Obviously, after last week and losing all three, you're starting running backs. You're thinking, like, man, like, what are we going to do? And Marshawn Lynch hasn't played in the year. Like, how is that going to help? Man, the running game didn't lack at all yesterday. And so uh, I was really pleased with what Homer did. The running game didn't lack. Um, Russell Wilson had time to throw the ball as well. Only sacked one time, but was hit nine times as well. What did you see out of that offensive line in the past game? You know what? When they kind of settled down, uh, they did a, a much better job than at the at the beginning of the of the game, but obviously when you don't have you know an all pro uh, you know Pro Bowl left tackle in the game, you're going to have some issues. You know, and you know George Fant uh, performed a little better than Jamarco Jones did, but there's neither one of them are Dwayne Brown. And Dwayne Brown, uh, he he to me is to the offensive line like Marshawn Lynch is to the running back. The dude just brings a different type of energy and a different type of calmness uh, and a different kind of been there, done that uh, to the room and to the, and to the game that hopefully if he's back for this week, I think it'll make a huge difference because as you saw, when they settled down, they were able to create some holes uh, in the running game. They were able to, there were times, you know, where Russell was standing back there for for a while looking for someone to throw the ball to. So uh, even though they got off to a slow start, they finished very, very strong. And so hopefully if we can get Dwayne Brown back, uh, that will add to that. Uh, and then George Pant can go back to his role as the as that uh, you know that jumbo package coming in at tight end and and really impact the running game that way. So uh, I, you know obviously I wouldn't say that they graded out as an A plus or anything, but they got better as the game went on and they finished strong. So the Seahawks are seven one on the road this season. They go to Philly. You mentioned earlier that Russell Wilson said it's a new season but they're going to take the experiences that they had this year on the road with them to Philly. What do you expect to see out of this team? You know what? I was driving home last night, and I came really close to just already posting what I think the score is going to be <laughs> because I'm really I'm really expecting the Seahawks to go in there and win. And obviously it's going to be a tough game. You're going to be on the road against a, a, a team that has, has – uh, I think they've won like four games down the stretch or something to, to get to this position to, 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 to be the NFC East champions. But I think they've had they've had two. I think they've had like four or five wins against like uh, under 500 teams. So their 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 record and and their place in the playoffs could be uh kind of like on sand, built on sand, so to speak. They have you know third or fourth or fifth receivers uh, playing the one and two and three receiver spots. Uh, they you know they've had some nick some bang some people nicked up on the offensive line. They have a pretty solid defense. I feel really good about going into that game. I think this, the Seahawks have played well on the road. Uh, this is a this is a game that is very winnable uh, for the Seahawks, and so I, I like the matchup. Actually, I like the matchup better than than if they had won, uh, just because we're four and four at home, seven and one on the road. They feel comfortable playing on the road. They're confident playing on the road. 
And uh, I, I feel good about going into this game, and I feel I feel pretty confident we're going to come out victorious. In the great words of Big Ray, the sky is not falling 12s. The Hawks lost to a very good football team. Ray, always appreciate you taking time out of your day to holler at us. Yes, sir. Anytime, big dog. All right, man. All right, we're going to move along to the main takeaways from this game. One, it's evident the Seahawks did not play well in the first half, but something clicked in the second half. They were able to move the ball. They got a stop coming right out the gate. They were able to play the game that they wanted to play. What did you see there, Nass? I mean, you're right. It was polar opposite. I mean, the score was 13-0 at halftime, but it felt like a lot more than that. It felt like it was almost three to four scores, but obviously it wasn't, and it was huge to come out, boom, three and out. And K.J. Wright, we'll get to him a little bit later, but he had a couple big hits to kind of get the energy in CenturyLink going again, kind of re-energize that defense, a big stop. The offense immediately gets the ball and kind of showed what they did the whole second half. They dictated to the Niners. They were able to get stuff going in the passing game. And for whatever reason, they flipped that switch and made it a really competitive game. And as you know, came inches. painfully inches <laughs> short of a W and a championship. Another takeaway, Marshawn Lynch showed that, hey, he's been sitting on the couch for a little bit, but he's still got some juice in his legs, and I expect him to play even better next week. And I think that he's going to embrace that number two running back role. He doesn't he doesn't want to have 20 to 25 carries because he knows that he's been sitting, around, sitting down for a little bit. Right. So let the young man go ahead and get some work. Yeah, no, I think I love it. I think he, Marshawn even said post game that in the second half he started to get his legs underneath him a little bit more, and it's just because you're right. He hasn't been hit. He hasn't gotten the, those game type of reps. So I think the sky's the limit for Marshawn. I think he obviously you're not going to see 150. Well, I shouldn't say not say never. You never know. <laughs> you're probably not going to see 150 yards or anything like that. But he still shows he has a little bit of burst and he can still be physical and go over the top and do the things you need him to do. So it was really encouraging to see what we saw from him. It was fun to see him ball out. Also fun to see DK Metcalf do his thing. 12 targets, but he made some big plays. And it's not just the plays he made, it's how he made them. Like, the hands seemed mm-hmm. more sure. He seemed more confident in his route running. This guy has 900 yards, seven touchdowns, exceeded expectations. I love seeing the development of this guy. Oh, my gosh. If you go, if you flip it back to uh, – if we flip the clock back to April, everyone was like, oh, I don't know about this. He can, only run, a, he can only run a post. He can only run a post, the hype. I don't know if he can really run routes. He's just a bit – he looks great in the weight room, but, uh, well, okay. We saw what happened this season, and there's uh, 31 other teams saying, dang, we missed out on this guy because DK is special, especially – and think about it, the last two weeks. He had to go up against Patrick Peterson – Richard Sherman, a really good secondary for the 49ers, and he still made a ton of plays, so that's great to see from him. Yep, love the development. The defense played well at times, but at a tough time stopping San Francisco, four out of their five scoring drives were eight plays or more. And after talking to Pete Carroll, I think that San Francisco just tapped into the weakness of the defense, and like Pete said, it's just on the edge in the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And they have to get better there. And if you look at the teams that have done well against the 49ers, they all do that well, that, that stretch, that boot, those jet sweeps, everything that gets you going east and west yeah i mean it it was hard you saw jimmy garoppolo the, the scouting report on him kind of coming in the game was you want to get him to throw to the outside yep. and if you're not able to take away some of the underneath some of those crossing routes some of those deeps unders it's it's hard to make him do that because he's having so much success and let's let's be real man george kittle is a beast that's tight end in the league oh my i mean it's the thing about him too is you look at him 
People don't think he's fast. The dude can move. He can put whether he's whether he's got a safety corner linebacker on him. The dude can move. And they do different things to him. I mean, how many tight ends are getting handoffs, sweeps to the outside? I mean, George Kittle was a huge difference in the two matches against the 49ers because that man's a that's a bad man right there. Yeah, he's a great weapon, and Shanahan does a good job um, using him in that offense. Last but not least. Seahawks will have to be road warriors again, which they've done all year, 7-1 on the road. They're going down to Philly, a team that they beat handedly. The score didn't, doesn't really reflect that, but the game felt a little differently. Um, I expect nothing but a win for these guys next week. Yeah, I'm expecting them to bounce back huge, and you were talking to Pete this morning, and uh, pretty good news. I mean, it's early in the week about Quandre Diggs, and I think he's that missing piece defensively. If we can get Diggs back, I think that really changes how they do. And as we know, we'll get into this in our next podcast when we preview the Eagles. The Eagles are incredibly banged up in the wide receiver court. They were banged up a month ago when we played them, and they're even more banged up now. And if Ertz doesn't play, so there's going to be a lot of things working in the Seahawks' fact favor this week coming up, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we're going to move along to the top performers. The first one we got to mention, Russell Wilson, was 25 of 40, 233 yards and two touchdowns. But what impressed me the most about Russell Wilson is that when it was time to win, he almost played flawlessly. When it was time to, hey, put the team on my back, I got to go on a drive right now, I'm going to make all the right decisions, I'm going to take care of the football, I'm just going to come up a few inches short. But I just love the poise of this guy, and He's never wavered. It's been the same for the past eight, nine years. I mean, every time, no matter what happens, I mean, I'm, I, I would guess that most teams, most quarterbacks, everyone would feel, boom, Niners score. It's 26 to 14 with 551 in the game. Most people would feel dejected. I went back and rewatched the, uh, the game copy last night, and when they scored that, uh, NBC's kind of swinging by, and Kuzchak is running by. He's like, yeah, bye-bye. See you next week. Can't wait to have a bye. Like, everyone in the building thought it was over except number three and the people on the Seahawks sideline. And that stat line does not show you how well he played. I mean, he was pressured by Bosa like 12 times or something like that. The offensive line did play pretty well, only allowing one sack. But Russell Wilson kind of helped them not give up more because his elusiveness. And when you come down the stretch, he does not – there's a ton of quarterbacks that will accidentally take a sack or they'll try to do something. I mean, he is just so – the presence of mind in every situation when it's winning time is unbelievable. And the fact that Russ brought us to within inches in a game that I'm going to tell you probably 98% of the country thought was over. Yeah. So, I mean, Russell balled out yesterday. Russell, he's so aware of what's going on. And a perfect example for me was that pass to Tyler Lockett. The line of scrimmage is right there. He knows that, okay, I can step past this line of scrimmage as long as there, there's a piece of my body on the other side of the line of scrimmage. And then he comes to the podium after the game and he says, yeah, I had to drag my back foot a little bit just to make sure. I'm like, yeah, the who's, pres- th- <laughs> who's thinking about that during, in, in the middle of a play like that? You know, usually you, you kind of feel it, but he said, I purposely dragged my back foot so I could make this play. This shows you how common aware he is at oh all times. Oh, my goodness. To have that, like you said, in the heat of the battle in the moment, you, you usually you feel the line of scrimmage, but you go back, I don't know if I crossed it or not. He <laughs> knew exactly where it was to drug his feet. Russell Wilson's amazing. Russell's the man. Travis Homer, the youngster, got his first start, had 10 carries for 62 yards and five receptions for 30 yards. What can you say about this guy? He, he came out hot. 
He, we know he runs hard. He doesn't shy away from contact. He's probably the fastest football player on the field um, when he's out there. But he didn't look like a rookie. No. He didn't look like an all-pro, but he didn't look like this was his first rodeo, and he's scared and timid to get the football. No, he – I mean, you – he literally throws his body to the one. He does not care. He is like a kamikaze out there. He will throw his body. He got flipped over a couple times, but he's always coming downhill. And even though he's not built like Chris Carson or Marshawn Lynch, he, he runs like it, right? And then also – he was good in the pass game. And then the thing that probably gets overlooked is how he handled the end-of-the-game situations, right? Knowing all the checks, always in the right spot. I just felt like Homer really showed you what the Seahawks saw when they drafted him. Yeah, and him being in the game late like that and not having any mental errors just means he's a professional. He comes mm-hmm. to work every single day. All year, he hasn't been getting reps. you got a Chris Carson, you got a Penny, you got a Pro Slice. All these guys are in front of you. Yet you stay locked into the game plan, into the language, into the philosophy, to where if, when your when your numbers call, you're ready to go. And he did not disappoint. Proud of the youngster, Travis Homer. Yeah, man, he balled out. Next top performer, DK Metcalf, has six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. DK Metcalf finished his first NFL regular season with 58 catches, 900 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's second most. Catches and receiving by a Seahawk rookie in team history behind Joey Galloway in 1995. I didn't think he was going to do all this. I, th- I thought he'd be solid. I thought maybe 400 yards, four touchdowns. But yeah. every week you just see him progress and grow. And you talk to the coaches, and all they say is, is he works his butt off. He's always in the film room. He's always in the playbook. He's always doing extra stuff after practice. So to us, it might be a little surprising. Like, man, he had a great season. But when you talk to people in this building who have been around him, there's no surprise. He puts the work in. There's not a day where I don't see after practice when you're getting media stuff going that DK is not catching extra balls after practice or running a couple extra routes to Russell Wilson or catching the tennis balls on the player off day. I mean, DK is always locked in. And it's no surprise to anyone in this building how he performed uh, not knowing that about DK before he was drafted, yeah, I, I figured he maybe has 20-some catches, maybe three to 400 yards, maybe one or two touchdowns, shows his vertical skills, but he obviously showed he can do a lot more than that. Yes, sir. Marshawn Lynch had 12 carries for 34 yards and one big touchdowns. Now, that stat line will fool you a little bit. Mm-hmm. 12 carries for 34. He had one big run for uh, 15 yards, which really got the guys going, but it was more his presence and his style of running. You know, he might have had a one or two yard gang, but he was he was leaning forward. He was looking for contact and he brought an energy to the team and to the stadium. You listen to every post game interview from the players, whether it be Hollister, KJ, Russell, they all talk about just the energy that he brings. And then the one touchdown he had, I mean, the dude, the dude can still jump. You know, Ooh, I mean, he, he, still, he still got a little vert. You know, and I and I loved his his uh, his awareness as well. He jumps up, he thinks about extending the ball, see somebody coming, he tucks it back in. Make sure he absorbs the contact, then sticks the ball out again. That's just a vet right there. Oh, Marshall and Chubb have been there, done that before. Very uh, familiar crossing the goal line in a Seahawks uniform. So that was great to see. And like you said, Dave Wyman talked about it a lot in the postgame last night. Not a, lot, not a lot of running backs go over the top, so yep. it was cool to see that from Marshawn. Yep, nice to see it. Uh, Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright have 13 combined tackles and a couple of big hits that re-energize that defense. K.J., um, and, I mean, and, KJ, if you know KJ, he's such a good person, man. You wish nothing for the best for KJ. So, when you see this nice guy smack somebody, it gets Ooh. me even that even that much more hype. Especially it was George Kittle, too, on yeah. the one, and he just came reared back and blew him up. And then uh, you even looked at the replay on the football. Kittle just shaking his head like, woo. <laughs> that was a big hit. So, I'd love to see KJ. It gave us a little spark defensively. We, yeah. we needed that, and it, it was good to see both those guys playing well. 
All right, that's the top performance. Let's move down to the receiver roundup. Like we mentioned, DK, six catches, 81 yards, one touchdown, a long of 24. The best play for me was that uh, that back shoulder ball in the end zone. It was beautiful. Timing was great. Lockett, six catches, 51 yards, one touchdown. We talked about his touchdown with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson buying some time. David Moore, two catches, 30 yards, a long of 17. I liked what he did in the return game. Had probably the biggest punt return of the year for the Hawks this year. Maybe it was about 10 to 15 yards. But help field position there. Travis Homer had five catches for 30 yards. Jacob Hollister, four for 25. If he would have had four for 26, oh my gosh. Uh, we would have been in there. But it is what it is. John Rousseau, my guy, I've been looking for him all year, had his first catch of the year for 11 yards. And it was right. It was, it was a third down. Fourth and 10. Fourth and 10. Fourth and 10. Get down to the one. First catch of the season. Way to, way to, way to I mean, step on the scene. As, man, as a man. rookie to 17 in a game of that magnitude, the game on the line, on for your season coming down to that point, one play, and he was just locked in and, and showed that little burst. That's what we've been waiting to see all year, and he finally got his opportunity, and, and he did what he had to do. Yeah, but just looking natural doing it. Uh, Swoops had one catch for five yards as well. Then you got JB uh, with two targets, no catches. I hope he's doing all right. All right, so now we're going to move to the coach's corner. We're going to talk about Tyler Lockett's 14-yard touchdown from Russell Wilson. It's 39 on the San Fran, 14 in the third quarter. Clock is ticking down. Russell gets the snap just before it ticks away. Russell steps up in the pocket. Looks, looks, looks. Still looking. Now he fires. Ball is caught. Touchdown, Seahawks. Tyler Lockett uncovers at the last possible second, and Russell drills it in the back of the end zone from 14 out. And the Hawks are on the board. Now, this was the Seahawks' go-to. Now, they ran it out of a bunch formation. That's three receivers that are, that are clamped up pretty tight. Usually, they run this concept out of a trips formation where the receivers have more space inside of them. What they love to do out here, the number one receiver, the furthest receiver outside, will run a hitch or a slant. Number two receiver, run a hitch or a slant. And then Tyler Lockett at the third receiver spot, closest to the tackle, will run a corner. They do the same thing. They do it out of a bunch. What happens here is, I think... San Fran study their film. The corner drops into a zone. The safety stays over the top of Lockett. So now Russell's looking. He's scrambling. He's scrambling. And who are the scramble champions of the world? Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett mm -hmm. always get on the same page. We talked about Russell Wilson's awareness on this play where he stayed behind the line of scrimmage. Um, and now it's just put in a spot. I mean, all Lockett had to do was jump up and turn his hands over. Not, nothing much. The window is so small right there. I remember I think Dory said last night he wants to see the uh, the percentage, the catch percentage on that play right there. This yeah, I think play. I saw something that it was like .43 something yards of separation, which is like the least that Russell's had all season. So it, it was pretty wild. And like you said, that is the Seahawks bread and butter. That little corner route out of trips in the corner of the end zone. Niners get paid too. They get to pay to watch film. They do all that stuff. Defended it well and scramble drill. It's, yep. it's instinctive. The second – Okay, the route's over. The second he feels, okay, it's not there. My first look wasn't there. Russell starts moving. They link up, and uh, Pater, once again, that was a huge touchdown, kind of got the Seahawks going. Great chemistry between those two, as always. All right, the best thing about this game, the grit of this team. They were banged up. They were losing 24-14 to 14 with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Russell still did his thing. Got within a couple of inches of winning the division, but it's a new New season now. Yep. That's why it's called the postseason. There's a preseason, there's a regular right. uh -huh. season, and now there's a postseason, all right? You make your way through the progression, and guess what? Despite the loss, despite what happened last night, they're still in the playoffs. They're going to Philly. Like, it's a favorable opponent. Hawks, 12s. 
Keep supporting these boys. I think they're doing a great job facing adversity in the face. I think they're going to go to Philly and get her done. It's been real. Michael Bump is your host along with NASA Choby, the producer. Thank you, Ray Roberts, for joining us. That's been Hawk Talk. Recap edition, Hawks fall to 49ers 26-21 on the Philly. Let's go.